to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to explain the offer at the end of today's program. Right now, let's go on and listen to Steve Dollins in Illuminati, Game or Blueprint for World Domination. All right, your topic this evening is Illuminati, Game or Blueprint for World Domination. Now, how this all came about, to tell you a little bit of the story, and then I'll tell you the background on your speaker tonight. The speaker is... uh, part of our praise and worship team here at the, uh, at the Spirit of Prophecy Church. He also goes out and conducts praise and worship on the, at the crusades that we go and do. And he came up to me and he says, uh, I ran across something real interesting. He said, back in the early 1990s, <clears throat> they were selling a card game. And it was all about the Illuminati. I'm not giving you the exact name of it because they didn't give us permission to use any of their game in our little presentation tonight. So none of their game or their name is in the presentation tonight. But we are having representations of it so that we can still discuss it. But anyway, he said, rather interesting. He said, I bought these cards in, uh, oh, uh, early 90s, okay? And he says, I bought about four decks of them. Each deck is different. He's going to explain all that to you. He said, but rather interesting. He said, in the process of cleaning up, just recently, I ran across the cards again. I opened them up, and lo and behold, here in one of the cards is the Twin Towers with a picture of an airplane flying into the side of one of the Twin Towers exactly where the plane hit. Started looking further. He's going to tell you the story. Then he found another one about the Pentagon, showing how the Pentagon was on fire. Well, lo and behold, a lot of things began to come to pass because a lot of it ties directly with Bible prophecy, and that's the reason we're talking about it tonight. Your speaker is an ex-Satanist high priest ex-Satanist, high priest for the Church of Satan. And he is also the speaker on the videotapes, double videotape called A Cult in Your Living Room and a single videotape called Under the Spell of Harry Potter. In the early 1990s, the Secret Service actually tried to stop the distribution of what is supposedly being a simple deck of cards. Well, obviously the question is, why would the Secret Service, whose original job was to protect the president, have any business in trying to stop the distribution of a deck of cards if it is just a simple deck of cards. Well, in these deck of cards, it portrays, as I mentioned, an airplane hitting the World Trade Center, explosion at the Pentagon, martial law, weapons confiscation, population reduction, controlled diseases re-released, financial collapse, worthless currency, and the two events just prior to the appearance of the Antichrist, and much, much more. Will you help me welcome your speaker this evening, Stephen Dollins. Thank you. God bless everybody here. Uh, It's good to be here. It's good to be anywhere. The rest of the way the world's going, the way things are starting to come about and starting to come fast, it's good to just be anywhere. Amen? Amen? And bless God for the Prophecy Club because this is the kind of thing that you won't hear in your church. You know, don't get me wrong, I think the church is is great, and the church is where we need to go to get energized, and we need to go get fed, but right now, God is more concerned with bringing those people in that have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those loved ones, the ones in your family, your acquaintances, those are the people that God is more concerned with now. It's not for the ones who have already heard the word and are heeding the word, it's the ones who have been rejecting that word for years and years and years. And time is short. How many know that? Time is short. What you're going to see tonight is that it's even shorter than what we think it is. But you know, these are going to be some exciting times. 
It's not going to be exciting for the wicked, but it's going to be exciting for those believers because it just means that the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is becoming sooner and sooner. So keep that in mind. Now, one thing I want to say, you know, it seems like that every time I'm in front of a group and I'm talking to people or I'm doing any kind of presentation, it seems like I'm always talking about role-playing games or fantasy cards or things like that, you know, with the Harry Potter and the Teletubbies and Pokemon. And it, you know, I guess I just have the fantasy anointing. You know, that's, I guess that's what God's called me to do. But, you know, when God calls you to do a certain thing, then that's your task. That's, that's what you're, you're to do. And I want to say that every one of us here tonight have been called to a ministry. Don't let the devil deceive you anymore. Every one of you here tonight have been called to a ministry. Every one of you here have a specific assignment that the Lord has given them. What it's time to do now is to seek God and find out what that assignment is, find out what that calling is, find out what your gifts are, and then get up and go do the work. Because the, the work is, is much, but the time is short. But, you know, it, you can go out and you can talk about Harry Potter, you can talk about Teletubbies, you can talk about Pokemon, and you can bring the, the game, you can, bring the, you, you can bring cards, you can even show clips from the movie, you can bring the books and set them up, and nobody gives you any hassle. But you start talking about the Illuminati brothers and sisters, and that's another game. That's another story. They will try to shut you down in a heartbeat because now you're stepping on the toes of the big boys. Well, how many know we're here to glorify Jesus Christ? We're not here to glorify the devil, and I don't want to give him any glory tonight. We want to kick him. And the way you can kick the devil the most is when you start exposing his strategies and start revealing to his people what is about to happen, what he's about to do. That's how we kick him. That's, that's where you hurt him the most. Now, unlike Pokemon, unlike the uh, Magic the Gathering, some of those other role-playing games, those are basically a lot of fantasy games, and they involve a lot of mind-consuming time where you're really getting into the role-playing, and people can slip in. How many know that during Dungeons & Dragons, when you're playing that role-playing game, you actually become so in tune with the character that you're playing that your mind can let go, and you actually begin to think that you're that particular character? And that's the danger of those kind of role-playing games. Unlike those kind of games that are, that are basically based on fantasy type of things, what we're going to look at tonight is a role-playing card game that was produced in the 1990s that is not fantasy. This role-playing game is prophetic, very prophetic, because it actually reveals what has happened to our country, not just in America, but in the world, to what's happened in the past, the present, and what's yet to come. And these cards are going to reveal those things to us. Now, as Stan told you, the, the main thing that, that happened was I got a call and said, now, one of the people that came up in one of the crusades or, or one of the meetings and said, did you know that there are cards out there that actually show the World Trade Center and, and the uh, Twin Towers and the Pentagon uh, on fire and being hit? And uh, he said, no, and he told him what the name of this game was, and he said, well, if anybody's got it, it's probably Stephen. Now, I, I guess that's a compliment. <laughs> but he called, and he said, do you have this? And I said, actually, yes, I do. I said, back in the 1990s, I was, I was going uh, to a bookstore, and I think I was in there either buying a record or buying a CD or, or a book, and I took it up to the front, and uh, right there at the very front of the, the uh, store, right at the cashier's desk, they had these cards, just decks. And uh, on that was, it was the name of the Illuminati game. 
And I said, oh, a game about the Illuminati. I said, you know, and, and coming out of Satanism uh, in 1978, I knew about the Illuminati. I already knew who they were, knew what their purpose was. Now, anyone here tonight who has never heard the word Illuminati, does not understand the word Illuminati, or does not, you know, this is your first time. Good, we don't have to do Illuminati 101. Okay. But by the time this presentation is over, we will understand who these people are and why they're doing what they're doing. This is such a vast organization. I mean, you can, it's just pinpoint groups. I mean, you could just, you could say, well, it's the Masons. No, the Masons are just a tiny pinpoint group of them. You could say that it was run by a Zionist or by, uh, uh, you know, Judaism type groups. And you, no, that's just a pinpoint of it. This thing is so vast and so worldwide, it's global. I mean, and there's just various groups that make up this one big organization known as the Illuminati. They serve Lucifer as their master. They have taken a blood pact. They have actually signed a pact with the devil himself to get their power, to get their, their position. And they believe that it's better that the world be governed and ruled by them rather than by the governments we have now. So that is the, the Illuminati. That is the vast organization. And what we're going to take a look at is just a brief history of that, just so that you kind of understand that. But anyway, Stan called me and said, uh, do you have these cards? And I said, yes. And you know, when you go to look for something, you can look for it and look for it and not find it. But when God wants you to find it, all of a sudden it's like, there it is. That's the way this thing was. I looked through everything. I mean, I went searching because as soon as he said that, I, you know, I'd, I'd put those cards away somewhere and I didn't even think about where they were. And so he said, uh, do you have those? And I said, yeah, I'll look for them. So I looked and I looked and I looked and pretty soon... Uh, my wife said, guess what I found? And I said, what? And she said, I found those cards. Well, it was in the last place that I would have thought looking. You know, that's how God is. You know, you can look everywhere, but usually it's in the last place you would think of looking, and that's where God, God's directing you where they are. So I found them, and I started looking through them. And I called, I called Stan, and I said, uh, Stan, I found those cards. And he said, do you have those cards that show those things? And I said, yes. And I said, would it also interest you to know that it also portrays the London attacks, and it also portrays those things that are yet to come. And he said, like what? And I said, like an epidemic, viruses being released once again. And it also shows three events to happen before the coming of the man known as the Antichrist. And he said, real interesting. So we decided to do a broadcast on it. And it turned out, I think we did five broadcasts on it. <clears throat> and it, it got good response, and... Uh, so then we decided that what we do is, is do a tour on it. Now, like I said, you can go out and talk about, you know, the, the games, and you can talk about the movies and things, and nobody gives you any problem. But when you try to talk about the Illuminati, that's another thing. And I want to apologize because my intention was to actually bring the cards so that you could see the cards themselves. I wanted to produce the, the actual pictures on the cards so that you could see the illustrations for themselves and see what they portrayed. That was my intention. And I even wrote this game company and said, I'm minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I said, uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but your cards are awesomely prophetic because they tell the past, the present, and future events to come. And I said, what I would like to do is use those cards in a, in a PowerPoint presentation and then and go on a speaking tour and then do a video at the end using that same presentation. Well, I didn't hear any response back from the company. I emailed them at least 10 times, even wrote to the head man, and I never got any response. 
So I, I said, what do we do? And they said, well, just go ahead and get the presentation ready and, you know, just go ahead and work on it. So I did. One week before time to go, and Stan had called them too. Stan had already uh, had called and talked to them and emailed and said that, uh, you know, here's what we want to do. We would like to get your permission. We also said we want to make it understood that we're not out there to try to uh, slander the company. We're not out there to talk about the company in any way, shape, or form because it's not the company we're concerned on. It's the cards themselves and what they portray, okay? And so one week before time to go, I got a letter back from the company. And it wasn't even from the head man that I'd written. It was from the executive vice president. And he said, no explanation whatsoever. It just said, thank you for our interest in our Illuminati game. It said, unfortunately, we cannot grant your request. Now, I think that the reason they did that was because they have suffered legally. And I'll explain that in a minute. I hope that's the reason they did that. I also know that the reason they did that is because those cards are very revealing. Those cards were never meant to be out on the market. Never. Because what happened, this, this thing started out in 1990, and it started out as an Internet game, inter -role, inter interactive role-playing game on the Internet. And you had players playing it against each other on the Internet. And they tested this thing, play-tested it, and found out that it got real popular, and the popularity of this thing was so vast that they decided to take it to the next step, which was the trading cards. And in the early 1990s, that was when trading cards were starting to become very popular. People were collecting them. And so they decided that what they do is, would be to come up with the illustration of these cards, and they would just start coming up with various groups and start uh, uh, putting these cards out. And they put them out in decks. Now, there's 450 cards in the entire set. In other words, if you were to buy the entire set, there's four, over 450 cards in there. But what they decided to do was to break that down into what was called starter decks, and the starter decks have 55 cards in them. Then you had to buy the booster packs, which had five more cards in them. Now, the problem with that is it's just like baseball cards. If you go out and buy baseball cards and you buy a deck of them or a pack of them and you buy another pack, you, you're taking a chance of ending up with either the same cards or two or three of the same thing. So that's how they made their money. And then you just had to go and continually buy the decks and buy the starter kits. And, and so that's how they made their money on, the, on the, the, uh, the, the cards. And then they decided that what they would do would be to play test this thing and see how popular it was. It didn't get as popular as what they think it was going to do. So what happened was these cards went on market in 1994. They went out of print in 1997. You cannot go into a regular store now and go in and buy these, these cards, or the starter decks, the booster packs, or the, the factory set. just can't be done because these cards went out of print in 1997. Uh, so anyway, they, they play tested this card game, and they, they decided that what they do is make the, the, the cards and, so that people could collect them. And when they were, in, were issued in 1994, it got real popular. These cards began to get real popular. And you remember in the 1990s, the word Illuminati was not even in, in a household name. Nobody knew what anybody was talking about, uh, except just for a chosen few. You had people out there, evangelists like John Todd, and some of the other ones that were out there showing about the, the seal, the great seal on the back of the dollar bill and telling you that this was the seal of the Illuminati and telling you what it stood for. And he also came out and told what some of their plans were for, the, for future events. And people thought at that time that he and all those other people were crazy. Now they look back at him and say, gee, we should have listened. You know, we should have listened because a lot of the things that they said, we've seen things take place exactly as they said they were going to. They're right on schedule. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you something. I'll tell you how close we are. If we had a, if we had a clock right up here on the wall, 12 o'clock, 
being zero hour. In other words, the time that everything was completed at 12 o'clock, we are now at 11.55. That's how close they are to having everything completed and done. So in 1990, they, they came out with this game and they play tested over the internet and someone else took an interest in this game. And that was the United States Secret Service. Now think about that for a minute. That's kind of, kind of interesting because the Secret Service is an elite group of men who have basically one purpose. And that is to protect the past and the present presidents of the United States. Also to protect and guard political figures. These are the guys that supposedly throw themselves out in front of a bullet if somebody's trying to assassinate them. Why would the United States Secret Service take an interest in a trading card game? You have to ask that. And you have to ask yourselves very, very clearly, is this something that they did not want to get out on the market? Why would they take an interest in this? So what happened was March 1st, 1990, the United States Secret Service, accompanied by the city police, also accompanied by what was identified as a telephone expert, raided this game company. They came in the doors. And you know, they did exactly what you and I would do if the government came in through our doors and said they wanted to search your house. Nothing, because basically the government comes in, they're the big boys. And so they just got out of the way and let them do what they wanted to do, and they went searching. In fact, it says that they, the documentation and witnesses say that they went into the warehouse and began to tear open boxes. They began to uh, grab computer equipment. They seized four computers, two hard disks, a lot of different computer equipment. Uh, they, they tried to get a file cabinet open to see what was in there. They couldn't get it open. They broke two letter openers trying to get the file cabinet open. They couldn't open it, so they just hauled the file cabinet off. And all the time that they were there, and the game company people were asking, why are you here? You know, what, what's, what is the purpose of you're here? And they said, we can't tell you that. We, we, don't, we, don't have an, we don't have to explain anything to you. So they were kept in the dark as to why they were there. They had no, no idea at all why the Secret Service would take an interest in this thing. But they went back in the warehouse, and they noticed that all the boxes and things were just thrown out everywhere. I mean, they, you know, when, when the government goes through things, they don't go through it neatly. They just basically go in, and you pick up the pieces of whatever they get done doing. And that's exactly what they did. And, and basically, they, they wrecked the warehouse. They were looking for something. And one of those computers that they got was actually, at the time, running the Illuminati game on the Internet. One of the hard disks that they got actually had the plans for the trading cards. So now not only did they have how the game works, the rules, all those things, but they also had the exact plans, the, the replicas of the cards, they had the illustrations for the cards. Now they knew what these people were doing, what they were getting ready to produce. They went through court battles for three years over this, trying to find out what went wrong, what, what this, this thing was about. And finally, after asking and asking and asking, they finally were allowed to see the affidavit by the United States Secret Service. And the reason they said they raided the game company was because it was part of a nationwide computer piracy investigation. Now, I did a little research, and you can do some on your own too. In 1990, there was no other game company hit by the United States Secret Service. There were no raids, no nationwide computer piracy investigation. So they lied. Now that can't be, can it? Our government lie? But, but they went through and after three years, after three years of court battles, finally they got a hold of a federal judge. And this judge looked at this case and said, this is nonsense. This doesn't make any sense. There's, you, your, your case won't hold up. And so they threw it out. 
They awarded the game company $250,000 in damages, or in, in attorney's fees, and $50,000 in damages. And so now the game company, which almost went bankrupt at the time, because now they, you know, when they came in and raided everything, basically they put everything on hold. And now so the company wasn't making any money whatsoever. They couldn't even pay their employees. So they had to back off on, on their employees, try to, uh, had to lose some of them, let them go, just so they could make ends meet. But now, after three years, now they had the money back, and now they could produce these cards. And so in 1994, this game was released onto the market. And what you're going to see is why they did not want these things released. Now, going back, I want to say that was my intention was to allow you to see those things. However, we were not given permission to do that. And so we've got to keep within copyright laws and legal, legal listings. And so tonight what you're going to see is a representation, the closest thing that we could get to the actual illustration on the cards. I want you to understand that. It, it's not going to be in color. It'll be basically in black and white. Um, and just kind of bear with it. You'll, you'll just look at it. But remember that it's not so much the artist. It's not so much the card itself. It's what it represents and what it's foretelling us. Now, do I believe that the game company was a part of the Illuminati? No. Because if they had it been, that game company would not have been raided by the United States Secret Service. It was a part of the, if, if it had been a part of the Illuminati, they would have said, let's just go ahead and get the cards out there. But somebody did not want to see those cards. They didn't want the public to see those cards. Remember that in the 90s, Mr. Illuminist himself, George Bush Sr., was in office. The United States Secret Service does not make a move unless it comes down from the United States president. Keep that in mind. Someone had to give the order for them to go in and raid that game company. Okay? They didn't just do it on their own. Someone higher up gave them the authority and gave them the word, you go and do this. You go and raid this company. You go and get their information because we want to see what they're doing. So what we want to look at tonight is this game... Illuminati, is it just a game, or could it be, and is it, blueprints for world domination? In, uh, in retrospect of this thing happening, when they released these cards on the market, basically what they had planned on doing was to come up with about two to three different sets of these things. And remember I told you that one set is like over 450 cards. Now, I decided that what I would do would be to go ahead and get the entire set, since I just had like three or four of the starter decks, and uh, after we did the broadcast, uh, you know, on uh, the Prophecy Club, I decided what I wanted to do. I said, well, shoot, I wonder, I bet there's more cards on there that show more stuff. So I decided that what I would do would be to try to find and locate this 450-card set. I did. And I got this card set, and now I want you to imagine this. Here I am at home. I take out all 450 cards. I've got them laid out on my bedroom floor. I've got them on the bed, I've got them on the counters, I've got them on the dressers. I mean, my wife was getting mad because she couldn't even get through to get to a shower. You know, it was, it was just full cards laid out. And I said, Lord, I said, there's over 450 cards in this thing. I said, there's no way that I can show 450 cards. I said, we'd be there for three or four months. And he spoke and he said, no. He said, some of those cards are just silly cards. Some of those cards are disinformation cards. Some of those cards just represent satirical things about different groups. He said, but, he said, there are key cards that he will pick out, that he would show me, that point and show a picture of our past, our present, and our future. 
And what I started to do was under, under prayer and under anointing, go in and start lifting those cards up as he showed them. And I had a stack, I mean a whole deck, all to get all of my own. And I started going through those things. I hadn't really paid any attention when I was pulling them out. And I started going through there, and I said, let's, let's see what, what's in here. And I started going through there, and sure enough, it showed a picture. And it, it surely enough showed a lot of the things that are going to forthcome before the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Things that are happening very rapidly, and they're going to happen even more rapidly. How do I know that? Because in 1970, as a Satanist high priest, I was also a member of an elite group of that church called the Crimson Flame. Because of my position, I was shown pamphlet about bi-monthly. You get this black pamphlet, and you open it up, and it's basically top-secret documentation from an organization called the United Satanic Front. Now, let me explain that. There are two facets of Satanism. One, you have the Satanist wannabes, okay? That's the kids that paint their face up, and they look like they're, you know, walking dead. You know, the black under the eyes, they change their hair color. I'm going to interrupt right there and encourage you to get these five discs, four titles, valued at $105 for a gift of just $35. The topics are Exposing the Illuminati from Within, one of the most famous by Bill Sneblin. Illuminati, game or blueprint for world domination that set the internet afire. Secrets of the Illuminati by Dr. Stan Monteith. And Secrets of Solomon's Key by Michael Hoggard. Five discs, four of the best DVDs we made over 26 years at the Prophecy Club, valued at $105, available at prophecyclub.com for $35. It's the Illuminati gift offer, gift of $35 at prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. You can also watch it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation of Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what water? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, one for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com. October 4, 5, and 6, it's the Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. 
Friday evening, 6.30, I'll speak on my seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials chart. Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I'll speak on my feast and revelation prophecies chart. Saturday evening, 5 p.m., Leslie will speak on the Kundalini spirit. Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll take half the time with Miss the Mark, my new book, and Leslie will take the rest of it. As you know, I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. I want you to come so I can lay hands on you and anoint you for you to receive two anointings. The spirit of revelation as I received it when I memorized the book of Revelation. Two, to work in sevenfold miracles when the judgment arrives. The room only holds 350 people and the church is probably going to take from 100 to 150 of them. So it will fill quickly. I suggest you do the $25 registration quickly at endtimesconference.com. $25 registration at endtimesconference.com, October 4, 5, and 6, Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. See you there! You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree, 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20, recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract, you can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. 